All right, everybody, thanks for tuning in to Notable Nashville Podcast. Today's guest is the very, very talented Riley Clemens. So, Riley, thanks for taking the time and coming on the show. Of course. I'm so excited to talk with you. Well, you've been doing some really big things lately, and I want to kind of get back to the start of where where you started and where you grew up. Um, obviously, you're in Nashville now, but where did you kind of uh, get your start? You're not going to believe it when I tell you, but I'm a Nashville native. I was born here. Really? And uh, born and raised in Nashville. So I was, it's so funny. I've always been exposed to music, around music. My neighbors were songwriters and um, touring musicians. And so the whole idea of, you know, growing up to be a songwriter or an artist was never anything that people really scoffed at or said oh no that's don't do that it's impossible so yeah growing up in Nashville um having a dream to be in music always felt very possible so yeah obviously you know being in a music town nobody's going to kind of dash your dreams if you're saying you want to be an artist and a songwriter um what part what part of Nashville did you grow up in by chance I grew up in Cool Springs so it's okay I think most Nashvilleians are pretty familiar with that area, but it's it's in Franklin, and it was such a it was such an ideal place to grow up and live in a neighborhood with a bunch of kids and just it was very normal, very suburban, but very musical. Very awesome. So obviously, you know, you sing Christian music. I want to know your journey with uh, your faith in God and how that kind of played into the part of you wanting to be a Christian artist because, you know, there's so many different genres in Nashville. Um, Has faith always been a big part of your life? Yes. um, I grew up in church, you know, from the time I was very little. Picture me in a smock dress, some shade of pastel, (laughs) going to church every Sunday with my parents, watching my mom in the choir, I was around church and church culture from the time that I was very little. And that was the initial draw towards music was hearing Southern gospel and being enamored with the energy and and the emotion. And, and all of it was so, um, so fascinating to me. And so quite naturally, I started singing and wanting to perform and wanting to write and create at a very young age. And uh, I think the best way to describe my journey as far as being a writer, I I have never set out to do anything but write authentic music that's real and tells stories of what I'm going through and experiencing and um, loving Jesus and being a Christian is who I am and it's it's the biggest part of my life. So when I write, I can't help but write from that lens. Um, but of course, it's so important to to discuss, you know, matters of faith and matters of identity with with God in your life and what that looks like, but also um, talk about things like relationships and um, and ups and downs mm-hmm. through the lens of loving Jesus. Absolutely, and that's really awesome to hear and refreshing to hear that, you know, you're writing from an, an authentic place. You're not having the label tell you what to write or, you know, you need to write this kind of thing. Um, I always love artists that, you know, write from the heart. And, uh, you know, to mention, you you are signed to Capital CMG. When when did that all happen? When did you get picked up by a label? Yeah, it's actually such, it's a very Nashville story. Um, it's so crazy. So I was 12 years old 
performing at a choir concert at my school in, in Nashville. Um, very normal. It was a sports school. And so I, I had a little, a little solo in a choir concert. Um, and, you know, my personality at age 12 was, well, I have a solo. I'm going to sing this solo. And just so happened that uh, an artist manager, still my manager to this day, mm. was sitting in the audience there to see his daughter. And that was the initial introduction. So I signed with management when I was 13, wow. basically started developing myself as a songwriter. I was naturally gravitating towards writing. So um, my manager helped me get started writing with um, incredible writers and producers in Nashville. So for the next four years, after school, I would go straight to the studio and write every single day and hone the craft. And so I signed my first publishing deal when I was 15, and I signed with Capital CMG when I was 17. That's so amazing. crazy, crazy stream of events. That's really amazing. And you're, you're 21 now, right? I am. So you got, you got into music super young. I feel like you kind of just, you know, grew into this career, um, you know, through your, your childhood, which is pretty amazing. Um, so I want to talk a little bit about your music. You know, you started writing at a young age. You came out with your debut single, Broken Prayers. Why was, why was that song going to be the one that everybody was going to hear first from your label? Such a good question, because honestly, at that point in time, I had been writing um, every every day, weeks and weeks on end, honestly, years on end from the age of 13 to probably 18, because um, I was 18 when I released Broken Prayers. I had been writing every day nonstop and had never put out any music. So I was very much in the weeds of figuring out what I wanted my sound to be and what I wanted to say. And I think that when I got to the point of signing and starting to think about what it meant to release music, I started being really intentional, um, you know, thinking of what the debut was going to be. And I remember at the time being frustrated because I didn't feel like anything was good enough or I, I didn't feel like anything was it the first song and so i wrote broken prayers um out of desperation honestly i was so uh fatigued from pretending that i was doing doing well and and, and needing god in the superficial way so i wrote broken prayers out of desperation wow that's pretty powerful um that's yeah that's amazing and obviously you've had so many songs come out since then. I, I want to get to that later, your new album that's coming out. But uh, first, I want to talk about kind of, you know, touring coming back. We've been through all these hard times in COVID with no music. I mean, I have I used to go to a show every night here in Nashville. I don't know about you, but there's so many little local shows that you can just go out to. I've missed that so much. Um, but you're you're on you're on a tour coming up in the fall with Andrew Rip and uh, Torrin Wells. Praise uh, God. <laughs> that is amazing. Um, Andrew Rip is kind of an acquaintance of mine. We go to the same uh, cigar bar. Uh, he comes in pretty much every, you know, every few weeks, and I see him and talk to him. So he's a great guy. Um, That's amazing. Yeah, I love Andrew. He is amazing. Um, I, I actually am not really familiar with Torrin Wells, but um, I got to go look up his stuff now. Uh, but Oh, my goodness. Yes. Treat yourself. Go listen to some Torrin Wells. I'm such a fan. He is such a magnetic performer and entertainer. And so 
this tour is going to be be really incredible. And um, I think it's going to be a good way to get kicked back into live music. Absolutely. So when's the first date of that kicking off? Oh, I can tell you right now. Let me pull it up. <laughs> I can't remember sometime, a date to sometime stick in my September life. or something. It's in October. Here, here we go. I found the graphic. Um, October 21st would be the first date in Grand Rapids, Michigan. And I'm super excited. It's going to be such a fun tour. There you go, guys. If you're listening from anywhere in the U.S., you can go out to this tour. It's going to be fantastic. Um, so, Riley, I do want to dive into this album that's coming out um, today mm-hmm. because I think I'm going to premiere this podcast on June 4th. So we'll just talk in the Woo-hoo! future. It's coming out today. Um, it's out. Godsend. Um, I've, I've taken a listen to most of the songs. Um, your publicist sent me uh, exclusive lesson and it was amazing. Um, Thank you. I, I do want to play the title track if that's cool at the end of this podcast, but um, the, because the title track just really jumped out at me listening to it. Um, if I can quote it, like every closed door, every single sharp thorn, every answer that didn't make sense. What if maybe they were just teaching me to, to, to depend on your strength in the dark days? All my tears got me crying out to you again. What if maybe every broken place I've been was a godsend? And that, that line right there, that whole chorus, just really, really uh, resonated with me. And did you write that song with anybody else, or was that, was that your, your writing? I did. I wrote this song over, uh, well, I'll paint the scene for you because it was, it was one of those songs that it's, I didn't see it coming in the way that it happened. Um, but the story with Godsend is I had the title Godsend sitting in my phone for, I mean, at this point, it's probably been three or four years. So I, I loved the word. I loved the concept. I was so drawn towards it, but I wanted to save it until I knew how to write it and how to paint that picture. Um, I also knew that I wanted it to be the title of my album. So I'll drop you in on the scene. April of 2020, sitting on the floor of my bedroom, just been pulled off of the road. Every plan that I had made that year had been canceled and i i remember staring at the keyboard that i've I've had since middle school just just thinking okay what what do we do now and i was on a zoom right with my friends emily wiseband and colby wedgworth and we were we were just chatting and started playing some chords and i immediately knew that it was it was that moment we were going to write Godsend. And so we crafted this song. And when we landed on what if maybe every broken place I've been was a Godsend, that was the line for me that laid the foundation for the rest of the record. Um, So it was, it was a really special, it was a really special write, And uh, I I do believe that it, it was really truly meant to be. Yeah. I think that uh, pretty much everybody, non-believers, believers there's got to be a reason for you know this pain that we go through these broken places and i think that you know even people without faith they're they've got to think why why is this happening and i think that when we can you know gravitate towards reasoning of you know they're making us stronger um i i just i think that we need to have a higher faith to kind of look up to the heavens and say there's a reason that we're here and we're going to get through it. And I, I know that all the broken places that I've been, I have gotten through them. And I think that we have to 
kind of rely on God to help us through that? And what, what's your opinion of people that, you know, don't have faith or maybe they're listening to a song and they don't know it's a Christian song, but they, they resonates like it did with me. I'm, I'm a Christian, I'm a believer, but mm-hmm. say somebody, you know, say like a homeless drug addict that have, that has kind of fallen on hard times and they feel like they're never going to get out of it. And they hear this song. What is, is that the kind of audience that you want to, that you want to reach uh, along with believers as well? You know, that's such a great question. And I, I would say that, you know, when I go sit down to write, it's never this whole idea of, well, I'm writing for the church. <clears throat> I'm writing for the people inside of the church. I think the whole point of it is to write for everybody, to write music that no matter who you are, you can find yourself in, in just the human stories that are within the lyrics and the melodies. Because the whole point is to is to reach people with truth, to reach people with light in ways that open up the walls of the church and open up the walls of, you know, where God is moving and where he's showing up. And so mm-hmm. I, I really wrote and crafted every song on this record to be um, a song for everyone, honestly, because that's that's the way I'm processing and thinking and I'm imperfect, I'm human, and I know that I need somebody more than myself. And so I, I think most people are in that boat too. Mm-hmm. And, and I'm excited to see how it resonates. That's so good. Well, Riley, thanks so much for taking the time and congratulations on the record. Um, I feel like everybody's gonna really enjoy this um, for a long period of time and hopefully we'll be able to go out to a show and see you perform it live. So, um, yes. Um, so I'll end the show with, uh, that track we've just been talking about Godsend, and, uh, hopefully see you in the future, Riley. Thanks. Thanks so much. Thank you so much, Jordan. Shop door and every answer that didn't make sense. What if 
every single sharp thorn, every answer that didn't make sense. What if maybe they were just teaching me to depend on your strength?